We're going to do things a little bit differently today. We're going to do a little bit of Locked On Roadrunners talking about what might be in store for this team moving forward. Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the show, everybody. This is Locked on Coyotes, your number one daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes. I'm your host, Robin Leonio, alongside Matthew Jacobson. I want to thank everyone for making the show your first listen every day. We're free and available everywhere you get your podcasts, including on YouTube. We got a great show on today's episode. It is uh, a little bit of a different show we're going to be going because instead of Locked on Coyotes, we're going to do just Locked on Tucson Roadrunners the minor league team for Arizona, because why mm-hmm. not? Yeah, let's have fun with it. I mean, think about it like this. Uh, who else is really talking Tucson? You guys can come to us and and trust us to know exactly what we're talking about because there are currently 13 non-roster players, obviously, or at least forwards. Obviously, one of those is not going to be eligible to play. Eight non-roster defensemen that are signed and three non-roster goaltenders. So let's go ahead and take a look at all these players, how we think they're going to fit into the roster, and whether or not we think any of them are going to come back because the only players, little spoiler alert, that have more than one year remaining are Josh Doan, Connor Geeky, who is not eligible, Aku Ratu, uh, Maverick Lamaru, Maximilian Zuber, Montana Onyabuchi, and Anson Thornton. That's it. They are there. They did a good job making sure they can overhaul the roster as soon as next season. But if things don't go according to plan, they got a lot of stuff to figure out. Yeah, I mean, it does help that uh, that Geeky and and Lamaru are on slides, mm-hmm. so like they don't play for the Coyotes for X amount of seasons. They still get all three of their years, um, either to start in Tucson or or get right away to the Coyotes. My belief is. Come next year, they will be playing in Tucson. But they got to renegotiate that the the CHL thing and be like, nah, you guys. If if we draft you from there, we're not going to use you in the NHL. You get like a college one and done thing. You get one year additional in the CHL, and then you're eligible. Because I find having to arbitrarily wait an extra year for like Connor Geeky, I would like to see him at the AHL level. Is he ready? Is he not? No idea. I I actually didn't I mean, it think felt, he had a bad season I last mean, year. Let's let's put let's let's put it in, in a similar manner on the way it worked for for Dylan Gunther. I mean, we're never. I don't think we're gonna have to worry about him with Tucson. But as mm-hmm. an example of the whole um, CHL deal, look, look, he he started the year at the Coyotes and did, did play played pretty decently well. But when they sent him back. Um, he was sent back to the uh, to the WHL, and like you're like, oh, he's too good for the WHL though. But I mean, he's going to get some play, place some meaningful games for the Seattle Thunderbirds. So mm-hmm. it's it's weird. I mean, like I do, I get it. I really do. I mean, I think juniors are some pretty meaningful games. I mean, it's a way to play meaningful hockey for these young players. But once you reach twenty, then yeah, I mean, that makes sense. I right that age of twenty, it's just like okay, yeah, you got you've got no, 
no no reason to be here anymore. Um, go ahead and play in the AHL. But I think there should be some exceptions. Yes, there should be definitely some exceptions. We should be able to see some of these players. I do believe, for example, uh, on the, I mean, Lamaru, I can say, hey, okay, you can do an extra slide on his contract. But I think for Geeky, he seems like the kind of player that would that would benefit pretty well playing on the Tucson Drug Runners. Benefit pretty well from not having to be in Winnipeg anymore. But he doesn't have to worry about that next year. Oh. Ayo. Ayo. Oh, yeah. Shots fired. Anyway. So let's start with the forwards. Let's start with the individual that has the most years left. Joshua Doan, 21 years of age. Last season was very interesting. So his first game, I, I drove down there. I was there for it. He was getting bullied around physically. I'm just going to be blunt. He got bullied around a little bit. But apparently the way he fought back, 14 games, three goals, three assists, six points. I I did get to exchange some words with, with an individual or two, but because it was not officially on the record, I'm, I'm just going to say, like, trust me, bro. Uh, there, there's a lot of consideration for Doan's game that doesn't necessarily show up on the score sheet, and I feel like his efforts did show up there. Also, three games in the playoffs and had an assist, coming off a really good season at ASU, 16 goals, 22 assists, 38 points in 39 games. It was him and Mastro that were the two best players uh, for the Arizona State Sun Devils last year. He's got to be a top liner. He's got to be on that first line. I I don't know how much I, I want to expect of him. I'm going to assume we're going to get at least 15 goals out of him. I, I feel like that shouldn't be too hard, especially if you're going to surround him with some better talent. And also, he has an entire summer of – I'm playing with grown men. I got to get even more weight on me and actually having that physical experience of being thrown around a little bit at the AHL level and still coming in and doing everything the correct way. I I, I think this is a guy that's going to be around for a while. We don't got to worry about Josh Doan going anywhere. Oh, absolutely not. I think what really helped him in his, in you know, his first few games with Tucson Um to be able to kind of adjust is he had a ASU teammate alongside him, essentially his line mate um, and, and, and Colin Tyson to be his, uh, to be his line mate. That, I mean, that helped, right? You got to say, you, you got to think that helped him a little bit. Yeah. He was the former captain before donor became the captain. He got a year playing with, exactly. with Tyson. So, I mean, it's good to have more ASU alum down there because we don't need none of them. Uh, none of them cats down there. We need more, more uh, sun devils, but, Donors, I don't think we have anything to worry about. He'll be a top sixer minimum. And as I smack my microphone, that's the high quality we provide you on this show. Uh, but donors going to be top six. I'm going to worry about that. Geeky's going to go back to the CHL. And then Akuratu, I, I, 22 years old. This kid, I've had my eye on him for a little bit. I wanted the Coyotes to also draft his brother. I think that was in the 2020 draft. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. I think it might have been 21. It might have been. It was the same, the same draft as Doan. So the, the 21 draft. I, I wanted them to take a look at him, but last year in Liga, 53 games, 18 goals, 24 assists, 42 points, and in the playoffs he played 10 games and had a goal. This is someone that should be at least in the top to middle six. I'm, I'm just going to say top six probably because they did lose a couple of players. You, you lose guys like D, you lose a couple others. So you need someone to kind of fill that void. Two-year RFA. I'm going to assume he's part of the plan moving forward, but to what degree, I'm not sure. And 
a bit of a cop-out answer. We'll have to find out whenever the season starts where he ends up uh, fitting in on the roster. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I think not a lot of people know, have been able to pay attention to Aku very much because he's been playing overseas. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think playing in Tucson will be able to get his exposure a little bit more out there. People can actually pay attention to him a little bit more. And uh, focus on the development, too, because I feel like um, and there's nothing against the European game, but it plays very differently than the North American game. If he's going to play in the NHL, he needs to get used to how the North American games work. works, I think, and I really think Tucson's the best place for that to happen. Yeah, worst case scenario, you get someone that is a solid AHLer, and we need more staples, all right? I, I hate how Tucson keeps losing guys, but at the same time, what we see uh, what happens to a lot of the Euro players is that if they don't have that forward progression, they just they go back to Europe. So I don't know. I hope to see him in a Coyotes uniform. I just I don't know how to project him out because he's ha- coming off a really good year. How does it translate to North America? I mean, that's that that's that's the big question because like um, he's been all over the place. He did a couple years in yeah, a few years in Liga, and then he had the champions like six six games in champions but that's like zero points but but we'll see yeah now you'll see ag1 on the screen very very shortly oh yes today's episode is brought to you by our partners from ag1 a product that i use literally every day because I was sick and tired of having to take out a bunch of multivitamins and other supplements just to make sure I hit all my all my necessary nutrients, stuff that could help boost my immune system, support my gut, or, um, to uh, support my gut health, anything like that. It just, you know, it, it was I for, I would forget taking all that stuff. Sometimes I would run out. I'm just like, I'm too lazy to go to the store. AG1 went and went ahead and fixed all of that because it is one product that takes care of it all for me. All I needed was one scoop of water, um, one scoop in a cup of water, and that was it. I didn't have to worry about um, anything else, and it was cheaper than my coffee habit. I would go out and get a cold brew almost every day, and this is cheaper than that. So I'm saving a lot of money and focusing on my health AG1, once again, is the place to do that. If a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplemental supplement routine, then try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Be sure, Just be sure to go to drinkag1.com slash NHL Network. That's drinkag1.com slash NHL Network. So be sure to check it out. All right, Matt, let's, let's, uh, let's, let's, let's keep the... Uh, Keep the ball rolling here on uh, talking about potential, you know, what what this Tucson Roadrunners team might look like going in the next year. You know, I'm curious to, you know, I'm, I am kind of curious kind of as we're going down the line I'm, as we're looking on uh, non-roster players on based off of Cat Friendly, um, what to expect out of Curtis Douglas. I mean, he spent a couple years at the Toronto Marlies. Now he's going to come to Tucson. It's, it's going to be a little bit different. He played 50 games for him last year. It didn't feel like it. 
It did not feel like he played 50 no, it did games not feel for Tucson. Like it. But, like, yeah. Eight goals, six assists, 14 points, negative one, 119 penalty minutes. This kid, 6'9", 248 pounds. I think we're all in agreement. This kid is not an NHLer. He's no. just coming off of his ELC. This will be his last season as ELC. He's an RFA coming up, 23 years old. I feel like if he can add a few more goals, let's say he can get up to 10 or 12 goals, you, you might keep him in Tucson, sign him to another year or so. But, I mean, do you? It, this kid feels like something that is replaceable. We're, we're going to come up with a lot of players that feel that way. And this one might be one of the ones you want to just keep around so you have some continuity. This might be one of the ones you want to keep around because he's got some good size to him. You might want to keep him around because you don't want to look like a fool after the Connor Timmons trade. But this season's going to be very, very interesting for Curtis Douglas. And middle to bottom six, that's all I got, that's all I got for, for this. Probably not yeah. bottom six. I mean, that's, what his, six. that's what his role is. I mean, I think especially, you know, probably being you know, you just look at those penalty minutes having him in there is going to replace is going to replace the void of physicality that the Coyote, that the roadrunners are going to be missing now that Boko Imama is no longer on the team yeah and captain cracknell i don't think is there either uh, i haven't no. seen any news of him being re-signed by Tucson they they did get a couple extra guys like Hunter Drew who if my memory serves, is this weird defense forward hybrid. And and that will always throw me off every time I see that. Uh, Milos Kellerman, 24 years old. They they signed him last year, 59 games, 14 goals, 16 assists, 30 points, middle six kind of guy, uh, 14 games for Arizona, had the one goal, and Craig Morgan famously said he celebrated like a man. Uh, do you think... Do you think he's another one of those bridge guys, or do you think they'll they might keep him moving forward? Because I, when it comes to guys like this, and they sign him out of Europe, I never know what to expect. I just expect them to be here for a year or two, and then go back to Europe eventually. Sorry, I had, to, I had my mic muted. First of all, the AHL as a whole has a. Uh, I'm looking for just has so much turnover as it is, mm-hmm. so I think it that it's hard to really make a. You know, make make a true you know opinion on that because it's just like there's no difference than a lot of other AHLers, right? Yeah. Like- Career AHLers are not – they're common, but they're not as as common as you think because a lot of them will go jump over to Europe. Uh, they'll go do other stuff. It's, I mean, let's look at – let's. Weird. I mean, there there are some. I mean, like, look, the uh, – I'm trying to think of some that the Coyote – that the Roadrunners had for a while under their under their belt. I think um, Lane Peterson was one of those. I mean, he kind of got a couple sniffs for the NHL, but he was essentially most of his career spent – Spent, uh, but he has been getting more NHL time, I think, with Columbus most recently. And uh, keep going, Lane. I'm still a fan of yours. Oh, I love well, Lane. He's, he's he's great. I mean, I love. I mean, I got a chance to cover him for freaking how many years in Tucson? Six years. So five years, maybe. 
I can't remember. I, did I think he's only there for a couple. He was only there for a couple of years. It feels like he's been there for. He was there for a long time. As long, almost as long as Kyle Kyle Bianco. <laughs> uh, was, we, but... we don't talk about that name anymore since he ignored me at the Jets game. Anyway, Liam Kirk. We, we're we're going to speed it up a little bit. All right. Uh, Liam Kirk, 23 years old. Final year as ELC in Tucson. He had eight games, two goals, one assist, three points in 2021-22. Famously gets injured. Last year, 22-23, he was <laughs> healthy and was not good enough to make the roster. He gets one game. Goes down to Atlanta, 15 games, five goals, six assists, 11 points. Him and Colin Tyson are both, were both playing down there. Both played well. Colin ends up making the roster again. Doesn't seem like that's going to be the case again this year. And then uh, Kirk is loaned out to Liga, 25 games, seven goals, 12 assists, 19 points. Liam Kirk frustrates me. All right. This kid frustrates me because. The little bits I, I get to watch him, the tiny little bits, either at Coyote's prospect camp. Uh, I think I got, got to see one game with him down in Tucson. He has these tiny little flashes, but then gets hurt. And that derailed everything he was building at the professional level because he followed up last year, didn't make the roster. And I am so frustrated with this kid because I know he can be good. I know yeah. he is good. Oh, yeah, no. You were 100% right because he went from, what, I'm trying to look, uh, 50 points in the OHL with the Peterborough Peets. And um, and then I think right after that, went to play in the World Championship for Great Britain and looked fantastic. Mm-hmm. And then something happens. Something along the route happens that he just just stops. Um, was it the injury? It's possible. It is definitely possible that injury kind of derailed his development. I just want to see him come back because that 2020-2021 season for Liam Kirk was was phenomenal for him. Yeah, and I just – I'm so frustrated. Liam, look, I don't care what you had to do or how you're going to do it. I need you to look fantastic in training camp. I need you to play like 15, 20 games in Tucson and kind of pull like a proto Michelli and be like, Hey, you're going to give me a shot and you're not going to justify keeping me in Tucson. Like, cause I, I still like this kid. It's just when the best he's looked was in the ECHL and then Liga, nothing against Liga. It, it's it's not the NHL and the ECHL. I'm pretty sure college teams can compete Look, with the ECHL because because Liga is barely even in the you know among the top among European leagues because like oh yeah I mean it's still it's still towards the top but it gets completely outshined by the KHL if you're playing in Russia I mean if you're playing top in three Europe or five because it goes KHL then is it Liga or the Swiss league. Because like there there are a couple of good leagues this, over there. I think I think Liga and the Swiss League can move, kind of move move around that same spot. Yeah, and then like you have other ones right below that, but but like it, it's like if you're going to the, if you're going to play in Europe, most of the time you're going to play in the KHL because that's like essentially the closest to like NHL level talent you're going to get if you're playing in Europe. Um, which yeah, is pretty good. I mean, like probably what the KHL is like between AHL and, um, 
an NHL level talent. Me and a buddy of mine, Kyle Pereira, friend of the show, Kyle Pereira, uh, actually, like, we worked on a ranking behind the scenes. And I don't remember if I ever published it, but it was like the the KHL. I think was top five. I, I think was top five or like right around that 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 bracket. Like right. it, it is one of the best leagues in the world. It's just not the NHL. All right, we've got to speed it up a little bit to yeah, at least get the uh, forwards let, let, on today's episode. Forwards in today's episode. No, 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 no. We let's do the forwards. We can do the defenseman and goaltending later. I want to give a couple more players a little more than a cup of coffee. Ben McCartney, twenty-two years of age, one year remaining on his contract uh, in 2021-22. All right, 2020-2021, only four games, one goal, four assists, five points above a point per game, but it's a very small sample size. 21-22, <laughs> two games in the NHL, gets a cup of coffee, nothing really. 57 games in the AHL, 18 goals, 17 assists, 35 points. I'm looking at this kid like he is going to push to to be a Kraus type. Not a Lawson Kraus clone, just a Kraus type where he plays that power forward game and puts up some pretty good numbers. And then last year, 45 games. So obviously he missed a little bit of time. There was an injury somewhere along the line or as a healthy scratch and I, i'm not as up to date as i would like to be seven goals eight assists 15 points it's a 20 point drop off in just what is that uh 12 fewer games that's a little ridiculous and it's another one of those prospects and these ones frustrate the hell out of me he's 22 it's not over all right he, he's not gonna get thrown away next season but these kids frustrate the hell out of me when you have a really good season and then you can't follow it up. And it just falls off because I'm I'm left looking at it. You're in a contract year, all right? And, you know, excuse my French, I freaking hate contract years, especially with inconsistent players because you don't fully know what they are. And then if he has a 22-goal season this year in Tucson, is that who he actually is? Was last year just a down year and two out of three years shows you enough? Or is it it's a contract year and he wants a new contract? It's a tough it's it, it's tough. I think there's a lot different there definitely is a lot of different moving parts when it comes to that. And I think uh, I think here's the thing. Um and not, this is nothing against Steve Potvin as a coach. I think he's a great coach. I just don't think he's really like the kind of coach to coach up power forwards. Cause I, I just feel like that's just not there. I think I had so much love for Jay Verde when he was the coach. I feel like Jay Verde was phenomenal. Um, I didn't give him enough credit from his first year. His first year was not great. Um, I mean, again, that had, that was a, a year after following up. Um, I'm thinking on his name. Previous coach before that, uh, but it d- doesn't matter uh, right now. But I'm, what I'm what I'm saying is maybe it's the coaching, maybe it's just the coach, not not like on the coaching specifically, but just on the style of coaching, on the style of what Ben McCartney gets. Who knows? Um, I guess maybe this next year is going to say something. You're right, though. It is a contract year, so how much? Um, or how much stock are we going to take in that? I don't know. I, I I don't know, and I'm a little frustrated because I, I like Ben McCartney, and 
obviously it's just a thing I have to get used to as someone who is still relatively new, only half a decade. Like that's a lot of time to me covering this, but it's also not that much time in the grand scheme of people that have been covering hockey for 10, 20, 30 years and are used to this cycle and can better see it. But like, I, I see some of these kids have this potential and then it just falls off and I, mean, I don't fully understand what happens. Look, you're talking like, again, you're looking at somebody right now. Those that are listening to here. Um, if you're unfamiliar with the work that I've done in the past, um, I know a lot of you who listen every day and kind of know who I am and have followed my work for the last you know, nearly a decade, you know, I've been following the Tucson runner road runners. That was my beat when I lived in Tucson for those seven years I lived down there. Um, but I know how it worked. A lot of the players I saw, they came, I saw a couple years of them and within just two, three, two, three, four years at the max, they got their lick of the NHL and then they started looking really good up there. Uh, in the case of Ben McCartney, I just don't know what to think yet. There are a lot of players who are who are that way, unfortunately. He's just one of those. There are players who I... And again, it, I'm not saying... because look, it's, He's very different in terms of, you know, draft position, everything like that. But there are some players who I, you just know right away. Right from, from, from the get-go, you're like, this guy is going to be good. And you just continue to see him develop. You see one stagnant in the AHL level. There's, there's some issues. There's other issues that need to be addressed. Yeah. Those are all RFAs. No arbitration rights, by the way. Uh, Sanford, 28 years old, UFA. This will be a one-year stop, maybe two, if he thinks he can be like a, a call-up guy. Travis Barron, 25-year-old, RFA. No arbitration rights. I don't know how I feel about this guy. He's kind of like a bottom sixer is what it is. It just I find it weird that the Coyotes have him signed and not just an AHL contract, so make of that what you will. Ryan McGregor, 24 years old, RFA with arbitration rights. I I don't know. He he's has some small stretches. AHLers. Yeah, I like he has some this... small stretches. He's okay. 18 points, 59 games, 12 goals. Like He can fill in. It kind of feels like he fills in with some depth scoring, but not is the depth scoring, if that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. Nate Smith, 24 years old, disappointed the hell out of me last year. All right, really, looked great for the Nate, Coyotes. I, I feel like out of, out of all the forwards here, Nate Smith is the one that really has to impress us the most. Yeah, he had two goals, two assists in 10 games, four points. And then last year, he had four games, nothing. I forgot he played for the Coyotes last year. And then 64 games with Tucson, 12 goals, 15 assists, 27 points. Not bad, but he looked like, like a man on a mission in training camp. I have no idea what the hell is going on with this kid. I, I just I want to see a 20-goal season out of him in Tucson. I think he should be able to do that. He has the talent. I've seen bits and pieces of his talent at the NHL level. Where the hell is it at the AHL level? I don't... I, he obviously wasn't really missing games. It wasn't an injury thing. I don't know if, again, it was an attitude. Hey, I felt like I should have been good enough to make this team, and I didn't because I chose McBain over him. I don't know if it was just a mental block. I don't know if he just had an off year. That does happen. And they did obviously give him the one-year extension. I'm just frustrated with him in a, in a slightly similar but not quite same way as Liam Kirk. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. They're, 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 they're definitely different 
kinds of frustration. Liam Kirk is because there is so much, like, I mean, both of them, because there was so much hype around them, but different kinds of hype, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kirkland, 27-year-old UFA, just a one-year thing. John Leonard is actually one that I'm interested in. I, I kind of like John Leonard from the little bit mm-hmm. that I'm exposed to his game. Uh, hasn't really been able to make it stick at the NHL level. His biggest stint was in 2020-2021, 44 games for the San Jose Sharks, three goals, 10 assists for 13 points. The following season, 14 games, one goal, one assist, two points. And last year for Nashville, six games and one goal. But in the AHL, he has consistently, over the last two seasons, 17 goals a season, 45 games with the Barracuda in 21-22. And last year with the Milwaukee Admirals, 17 games and 67 games, 67 games played, 17 goals, 27 assists, 44 points, a 12-point improvement from the season prior. Obviously had more games to do it, but I think he's a decent player. He should be another top sixer. You kind of needed more especially scoring-wise for Tucson. I, I think forward-wise, it should be fine. Jan Unique, we're, we don't we don't talk about him right now. And then, of course, you got guys like, I, I think that Lombardi kid is coming back. I, I'm not sure about Tyson. Uh, and they got that guy, Hunter Drew. There's a couple extra Tucson signings. Tucson does sign their own contracts. There's going to be guys that we're not aware of or that are going to get their contracts secured throughout the training camp process. You're going to have a little bit more. Um, I'm not entirely sure how I want to project the depth chart out myself, but Donor is going to be on the first line. I feel like Raw 2 somewhere in that middle six. Liam Kirk, I desperately need in this middle six. Nathan Smith, I'm probably going to give a top six center role just off the top of my head. I think John Leonard should be probably somewhere in this top six. And for the love of all that is holy, all right, get a first line center. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I feel like that's going to be necessary. And again, I think at this point, we're just kind of over- analyzing the roster as a whole. Um, for sure, I think when we get closer to the actual season, as we find out cuts are made in the Coyotes training camp, so we know more about the Coyote for the Tucson Roadrunners roster, and they make their signings, we can probably project the depth chart a little bit more. Um and get a full on lines, and that's just the forwards. Um, we'll talk, we'll get we'll definitely get to the defensemen later this week, as well as talk about goalies because I feel like that's gonna be a, that's gonna be a, a pretty a pretty nice um discussion, yeah. So, that being said, Robin, take it away and let's wrap her up. Well, that's gonna be it for today's episode of the Locked On Coyotes podcast. If you like what you heard, don't forget to leave a review, like, comment, subscribe if you've yet to already. We're available everywhere you get your podcast, including on YouTube and the SiriusXM radio app. Don't forget to interact with us on social media. We're on Facebook, Facebook.com slash locked on coyotes, and on the app formerly known as Twitter at LO underscore Coyotes. I'm personally at Robin underscore Leonio. Matthew Jacobson's at the AZ Sports Guy. Interact with us. Ask a question you might have. We might answer right back or on a future episode of the Locked On Coyotes podcast. Thanks again, everyone, for listening to today's episode. Hope you guys staying safe out there. Hope you guys staying healthy. And don't forget to howl on.